Good morning, saints of God. We thank God for a new day again, and we thank Him for the opportunity to hear a word in season to help us in our walk. So this morning, we continue with our exposition of the Word of God. We are looking at the Word of God as manna. So let's pray. Our Lord and our King, we come before you again. We are nothing in and of ourselves. You are everything. Lord, our hearts are empty. You, O God, Father, are all things, and you are the one who keeps us sustenance and fills us that we have life to walk with you. Speak to us. Remove all doubts. Clear everything that will make us lose faith and hope. And Lord, by this word, Father, strengthen us and we'll walk with you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, if you look at um, the sequence of events, taking it from the book of Genesis, God creates a perfect world. God makes a perfect garden. God puts a perfect man and makes for him a perfect wife. And this garden produces enough to feed man and his wife. And there's no stress involved with that. If you jump to Genesis chapter 3, man is tempted to eat something that, eat of a fruit that God forbids him to eat. After, after that temptation and then the fall, the blessing of the garden yielding, yielding freely to him is lost because God curses the ground. Bible says in Genesis 3, 17-19 that God cursed the ground and said that in sorrow shall you eat of the fruit of the ground. And he says that in the sweat of your face shall you eat of the bread of the ground. So you see, you, man has gone from effortless uh, feeding by the ground yielding happily saying that, oh, this is food, take it, to the point that the ground says, I won't give it to you until you stress and work for it. Then you jump to Exodus chapter 16, where you see that God has snatched a whole nation of Israel out of Egypt and taken them across the Red Sea. By a strong hand, he has defended them against every, every deceitful action of, of Pharaoh. But then now they are in the wilderness. God has already cursed the ground and said that the ground will not yield unto you until you sweat. But Israel is a very large nation. There are thousands of people. And this is a desert. Desert, at best you find some cactuses and some wild plants, but not enough to feed a nation where there are men, women, and children, even fighting men. It's impossible. And if you ask them to farm, farming takes a while. You must look for seed, plant a seed, wait for it to grow. They will die of hunger. So what was God's solution to this? Israel saw they had forgotten that God had delivered them out of terrible circumstances in Egypt and across the Red Sea. Israel comes to a wilderness where now there's no food and they begin to murmur. It's a lot like us in our day. So God's solution is the fact that God said, God tells them. So God solved the hunger problem by raining manna from heaven. Now, all throughout, God never promised from Genesis up until this point in time that man will simply sit and do nothing and have himself be fed. So what we are seeing here is the fact this is actually a type or explanation of how God works to save us. So the desert or wilderness 
we are seeing here is our hearts. You know, God says man must work to have fruit, but if you look at it, he says that, that the ground will yield only thorns and thistles to, to, to man. And here is a case where man, unable to save himself from impending death, has depended on God raining manna from heaven. And God spoke his word and then manna came from heaven. Bible describes manna in Proverbs chapter Psalm 78 verse 24 as a corn of heaven. If you look at it, Jesus Christ said that a sower went to sow and then he scattered seed in four places, wayside, um, thorny soil, rocky soil, and then good soil. So you see that this is actually a heart. The corn you see here is the, but Jesus Christ said that seed is, is the word of God and this actually is the corn. So seed is basically the word of God. And the word of God comes, God sends his word without our efforts into our hearts so that if the word falls, it will bear fruit. So see, the manna in Exodus 16 sustained Israel until they went to the promised land. If you look at it, God's word is sent to us so that it will work a good work in us to change our hearts. Because the Bible says that any tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. If we are supposed to be pleasant to God, you know, Bible says God is actually the vine dresser. He is the owner of the field. He has planted a fig tree. The fig tree must bear good fruit. Now, the fruits can only come because you must first plant a seed into a good place and then the tree bears good fruit. So our hearts are this wilderness. God speaks his word from heaven and the word comes to us, falls into our hearts. What the state of our heart determines whether our hearts will bear good fruit or not. But notice that this same word has to be able to sustain us. So God spoke his word. The word came in terms of manna. It fell on the ground. Israel picked this manna and were sustained in body, mind, and soul for the 40 years where they had to walk in the wilderness until they entered the promised land. In the same way, we also have heard a word from someone who preached the word to us. The manna from heaven, the word of God, came to us. Our souls were on the verge of death. In the wilderness of this world where there was no water for our souls, there was no bread for our souls, there was no life for us. For us. If you look at the world without Jesus Christ, it's just a dry wilderness. There's nothing that sustains our souls. We just simply are walking straight into the fires of hell. We are just a living dead people because there's nothing that gives us life. But God speaks his word from heaven. His word comes to us in the form of flesh. The Bible says the word was made flesh. You notice that manna, God spoke his word and then the word came as manna, physical form. In the same way, God's word, God spoke his word to us, the word of salvation to us. And it came to us in the form of Jesus Christ, the flesh. The word became flesh. So that then, then he says that, Jesus Christ says that, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, John chapter 6, you can't really have salvation. So you see, he came in a form that he is the manna. So the word is manna. And Jesus Christ is that word for us. So that when we eat of him, when we believe the word of salvation spoken to us, we believe that word. We have eaten of Jesus Christ and drunk of his blood. And that way we have life everlasting in Jesus Christ. So you see, this word you see here in the Old Testament is the same word we have in the New Testament in our time. God spoke a word to Israel. And Israel was sustained for the 14 years that he needed to go to the promised land. God has spoken the word to us in our time. That word is salvation, that Jesus Christ is the only way. If we believe this word, we have eaten that manna. And that manna, being the word of God, sustains us until we end up either in heaven or are raptured when Christ comes. So either we, it, that's, that's, it, we go in this, the strength of this manna until we die and go to heaven or until Jesus Christ comes to take away his, his saints 
in the rapture. So, in short, we see that the word of God is actually manna. Without this manna, the Bible says a man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the, 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 the mouth of God. So, unless we live on his word, really our souls will die. So, what, what does it mean practically? It means that if we say we are believers, if we say we are children of God, if we say we truly are walking to him, if we say we need strength to walk to him, then the word of God must be our daily thing. Keep in mind, the Bible says that they have to gather manna every single day. You couldn't store manna for the next day because on any day it will rot. So the same way, the word of God must be taken by us. Every day we must read the word to sustain ourselves. We can't say, oh, I'll read today against the future. No, it doesn't work. It's a thing. It's, it's, manna disappeared every single day. When the sun came up, it disappeared. So what you had eaten will stay in your body. So in the same way, the word of God will be buried in our hearts. So that against, so on that day when the heat of the sun comes up, the stress of, of life, the, 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 the troubles of life, the temptations, the trials, when, when you are facing all manner of things that will threaten your, your salvation, because you hate it in your heart, you will not... But Bible says, I've hidden your word in my heart that, that I, will not, I will not sin against you. So you see, the heat of the devil represents the heat of life, the temptation of life, the, 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 the dart of the devil, the things that will threaten our salvation. When we gather the manna every day and eat it every day, it means that every day we are refreshed to stand, to withstand this heat and stress so that we will survive and be people who are through the planting of God, that will thrive and bear fruit unto God. So in practical steps, God is telling us that unless we eat of this manna, his word, we will not live long enough to enter to enter the promised land we will die before our time we will die before we enter the promise we will die and not make it to it we will die and not even see our destinies fulfilled uh, whatever we promise you see you may have received a word of prophecy you may have received something that said oh um god says that i will enlarge you god says that i will bless you keep in mind that the biggest blessing is, is, is his word unless you water this promise with this word of god unless you eat of this, 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 this if you sustain this promise with the manner of his word, you will not live long enough to see the fruit of that promise. So in practical terms, in conclusion, God is telling us that every single day, go out, find a quiet place, gather his word into your heart. Let that word sustain you so that it will build you, it will keep you every day against everything that will threaten your salvation, your soul. And by doing this, you will see the fruit of what he has promised you. A promise is made to you. The salvation is promised you. The blessing is promised you. Everything he has promised in the word. Unless you feed daily on the word, you will never see the promise of it. Amen. So let's pray. So in conclusion, let's pray that our closing prayer will be that God, give us a hunger for your word. So we will live to see your blessing and promise. We will enter the promised land of whatever you have promised us in our lives, in our families, in our work with you, that we will see the truth of who you are because we have obeyed the word to eat a manna every single day. So let's pray. Father, we come before you. Lord, we are nothing. Lord, we are empty. Lord, we are weak. But you said that unless we feed on your word, our souls so God have no hope. So Lord, give us a hunger for your, your word that we wake up every day rising early to spend time eating, drinking, feasting on your word, that Lord, our souls will grow will be strong and our bones will be heavy enough to withstand the stress of life that Lord will be able to rejoice and say in truth Lord your word is true and that after feeding your word we have received joy and strength to God to overcome and shout to God and carry, carry the banner of Christ Jesus that men will know that indeed our God reigns and in our hearts he has fulfilled the promise he gave to us from before we were born. Father we thank you in Jesus name we pray. Amen.